for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. What's up, everybody? It's Tuesday, March 4th, 2014. This is episode number 116 of Attack of the Androids. Every week, Tuesday evening, right here live, attackoftheandroids.com. Check it out. I'm Matt Lee. As the intro said, joining me, Eric, on Hangouts, looking good with some bandwidth. Eric, what's up? Not much, Matt. Just uh, trying to stay awake. Where? What, what is that? Is, is that your old childhood bedroom? We're seeing in the background, or I see My Little Pony for the audio listeners, uh, some Barbie posters. That's cute. Yeah. Leave Winnie the Pooh alone. All I right. Nothing to you. Nick Carroll also joining us. What's up, Nick? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Except for at the beginning when my computer blue screened. But that's fine. I don't know if it's Hangouts or if it's my stuff, but sometimes when you start a Hangout on air, uh, the video doesn't show up. So then you got to switch between cameras, and when I did that and switched back, it totally went blank, and then pow, with the blue screen. So, I don't know. We're here, limping along for another episode, 116 down. Uh, let's see, let's start out. Project Aura, we've been kind of talking about this here and there as information comes out about it. Uh, what is this, a video that kind of shows it off in more detail so everyone can kind of get an idea of what this is really going to be? Yeah, I actually uh, watched, uh, there was a startup presentation that was like a couple hours long, and about 20 minutes of it was dedicated to this specific uh, uh, part here. But uh, basically with Project Aura, you know, now that Google no longer <laughs> has Motorola, they're going to focus on this. And as of now, they apparently have a working prototype and some working components. Um, they have three sizes that they're working on, basically a, a small, medium, and large. <laughs> and uh, the small one is about the size of an iPhone, apparently. The medium one is about the size of maybe a Moto X or a Nexus 5. And the larger one is a fabulous of some sort. I'm not really sure. But uh, the cool thing about this is uh, a lot of these little modules that they call it that basically stick into the phone, you can 3D print a module and, uh, and use that. So that, that's kind of cool. So uh, also the modules are hot swappable, which is something I was unaware of. I thought you had to like turn it off, you know, and replace parts. But apparently you can, uh, you don't like the camera module, you can just take it out and put something else in it. Like, I don't know, a subwoofer? I don't know. Or print your so, own, right? You could just get yeah. your own. Nick, how yeah. would I, I'm looking at their, you know, like their mock-up on their Twitter, Twitter page. How the hell would I 3D print one of these things? With a 3D I printer. Know. I know that Eric. you can, You, I guess you would download like a schematic somewhere. I'm not sure how, how exactly this whole process I'll works. I'll tell you how it's going to work. You're going to pay $200 to download a schematic <laughs> that will self-destruct after each print. You watch. On your $2,000 3D the, printer. The, so. the Beats by Dre module that's like $400 <laughs> because it's, it says Beats by Dre on it. Like, yeah. all right. No, that's cool though. I can't I'm, even I'm... 3D print a pizza, and you're talking about 3D printing a phone. Complicated electronic parts. Well, yeah. Eric, uh, yeah, organics cool. are a lot harder to print apparently than plastic and metal. <laughs> so, and, but ho- but hopefully more tasty. That is true. Touché, professor. I don't know. I've had some pizza that tasted kind of plasticky before. <laughs> anyway, is this, well, this soon? Is, I mean, 2015. This 2015? Yeah, they basically say that they're having a developers conference uh, next month on the 15th and 16th, and they're hoping that by next year they'll actually have... That'll be interesting to see if that actually uh, occurs. Now, Eric. And... Yes, Matt? Does this disrupt the smartphone market at all if executed properly? Instead of doing the two-year upgrade thing and all of that, I think it. I, I think it has the potential to, but it has to be. Well, it has to be multiple things. But um, 
simple and reliable. It has to be um, on point and it has to not come apart when it's in your pocket, right? Those are like... It must be synergistic. Right. And it needs to not look like a bunch of Legos also. Like, it needs to look good. Well, I yeah, I mean, if if you're... If you look at the back of this thing, it looks like you know, a whole bunch of like little chiclets all stuck together. You could put a case around that. You know what it like, reminds me of? You remember that puzzle game where it was like a rectangle and inside of it were different pieces that were different shapes. shapes? And you had to like take them out and rebuild the... That's kind of what it reminds me of. Same color and everything. Yeah, it, it does a little bit. But it, also, too, like if you're, if you're holding the phone and you jostle it and the freaking camera falls out... Like that—that's what I mean. Like it—it it must be reliable too. Um, it could be disruptive. Uh, Nick, they were—was it in this video that they were talking about a base model could start at like fifty dollars or something like that? Well, they're saying like the the frame itself could be like fifteen bucks, but I don't know exactly how many components you would need to have a working cell phone out of it. But uh, hmm. I would imagine it's inexpensive to start, but to get everything you need would probably be maybe a few hundred bucks. I don't really know they. Haven't really established prices that I can see. Isn't this what we've kind of been wanting when when every manufacturer or whatever comes out with something and they're like, this is going to be totally customizable, and then they like let you engrave your name on the back of it, and then that's it? Like When I think customizable, this is kind of what I think of. And if you can have just a screen that will accept you know different upgrades and you can build a phone that's suited to what you want to do day to day like if you're going out and doing something that's going to be process intensive you can load up the battery draining quad core with all this extra ram if you're just doing something like using internet and social networking maybe you load up the the battery saver mode that's going to get you you know four days of battery life I, I so don't know. You want I, the Moto X is what you're saying. Kind of, but with with things <laughs> I can take in and out of it when they fail or need upgraded. I don't have to get a whole new damn phone every time. I like the form factor of this. Just let me plug stuff into it. It's just, it's like we're going full circle like back in the day. Like Nick Nick and I were talking before the show, oh, he's building a computer. And you For, know, that's something that a lot of us used to do. Um you know, we would we would build our own computers and having a future of, like, build your own phone where you can, you know, like you're saying, Matt, you can say, oh, you know, I need the I need the octa-core today, so I'm going to pop right. that sucker in along with my <laughs> huge battery. I'm going to do yeah. virtual reality today, so I'm going to need the uh, quantum computing chip. <laughs> That's yeah, I, need right. the, I need the Oculus Rift module. We need to go in. Yeah, like, totally. I mean, that's cool, right? Because then companies can make different modules for it, like it says, and that, that opens up a whole new market of, of cool stuff. Yeah, it's it's a neat idea. It's always it's always been a neat idea. I think. Yeah. Um, how viable it is, God only knows. Yeah. I guess we'll see. How are you liking your Oppo? Is are you still loving? I loves it. Do you still? <laughs> cool. Hey, though I, I always get the same comments. Is that your tablet? Is <laughs> the first one. Um, is that before or after they put you in the locker? There's no locker. I just beat them to death with my oppo. <laughs> Two-handed because it's heavy. <laughs> Is that your smartphone or are you happy to see me? Yeah, I'm sure. That. Is Both. that your smartphone or are you passing down the Ten Commandments? I mean, come on. <laughs> All right. It is a it is a beautiful phone. Though somebody did tell me that the uh, you know the the clear blue case here, the cyanogen mod case, was uh, was girlish. That it was. It was clear teal, and that I needed to get something more manly. Hmm. Maybe a so. an inadequate baby blue of sorts. You you need something more royal blue, perhaps. I I don't know what they're getting at. I love it. I think it I think it brings out my eyes and my hair. But hold it up whatever. again. Hold on. Okay, hold on. Now let me see your eyes. Oh yeah. No, I definitely yep. see it. That's for real. Um, the, the but the Oppo having the Oppo I've sort of got back into that cyanogen mod um like Nightly's thing and I I don't know if they didn't have this when I was running Nightly's before um cuz it's been a couple years but having that option to do the update from within the settings uh status versus download the zip and then flash the zip you can just say are there any updates 
have it download it, and then it'll automatically restart, apply it, and you're done. Like the updating system on CyanogenMod has gotten really, really good. That's cool. So you can just like wake up and it's already done. It's not waiting for you to say install this. It'll it'll still ask you, you know, just to make sure that you're not doing something crazy. But right, like right if you right. look here, you know, I'm in the I'm in the settings of the phone. If I just go to CyanogenMod updates, it's gonna show me what all the available updates are, and I just hit download. And when you download it, um, and run it, uh, it it's a what is it? Open recovery script. So when you say restart, it restarts. It goes straight into your um, into your recovery, applies the nightly, and then reboots right back into Windows. So I can just hit that restart button and walk away. And in a minute, I have you know brand new nightly applied. That's way That's cool. A very nice user experience. Speaking of updates, the Verizon Moto X got another update. I noticed a four four two now we're running so right on hmm. what benefit did you get from that aside from 442 did I, they sneak anything in not that i can see i think now it'll support art but i haven't i haven't switched it over yet i've had 442 on my nexus 10 for a while so it it doesn't really i mean it feels snappier i guess i don't know man it the, nothing changed Just, it's got that new phone smell ain't nothing changed but the number yeah well <laughs> No, it, I mean, they, they they did fix some, like, notification stuff that was kind of, like, I noticed when Tech Secure would pop up a notification and you'd say Mark is red, it, like, would just keep saying, like, Mark is red, like, it would never mark as red, so. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was a Tech Secure thing, because they also updated uh, recently, so. Good stuff, Secure Communique. Uh, article on Giga Ohm, 195 million tablets sold in 2013, with Android taking nearly 62% of the market. With everything from the top-of-the-line Nexus tablets to the $50 not-so-Nexus tablets. The Walmart I don't specials. think those $50 tablets are nearly as popular as they used to be, no, or well, as yeah. they are purported to be. Yeah. Because these people I, have learned, I see these right? Samsung Note tablets everywhere. I think people have learned. Yeah, a and little bit. There's so much. I mean, there's so much more choice and like high yeah. quality choice out there. Yeah, that's uh, the, big, like, the big thing. You know, it took forever for Apple to actually admit that maybe a, a smaller iPad would be an option. Their second choice. It took them forever to come up with, and Android's got just. A litany of choices, so yeah. So if Aura, if if Aura works out the way we would like it to, would you just get the like the small one and the big one instead of having a phone and a tablet? And would you just like swap modules all day, or would you still want to have two devices? I would still want two personally, um, but that may change. Some people may just want one large phone, and that'll do it for them. I used to agree with Nick, but ever since the Oppo N1 best phone, um, I, re I haven't even touched my Nexus 7. I, I, I have not used it in probably like three or four weeks. Wow. So You should really stop wasting it and send it to me. I'll use it. <laughs> gotcha. Such a pander. No, actually, <laughs> I'm the same way. My Nexus 10 lives in this studio now. Because there's no, you can barely get Wi-Fi in the house, so like it's kind of pointless in the house. So I just use it out here. Everything else, I just use my phone. It's weird, and it's not even that big. Did I mention it's a Moto X, which is better than the Oppo? Did yeah, I, did actually, I I'm kind that? of in the same position. My Nexus Seven is here all the time. I used to carry it to work, and now it really just lives at the house. And and actually, the only thing I use it for really is games or maybe watching some yep. videos. But yep. everything else I do on my phone. Totally. So. Yeah, if if our phones and tablets were Project Era, mine would eat yours and incorporate it into itself. <laughs> really, mine would deploy the all EM... the more powerful. No, mine would deploy the EMP module, and it would blow your phone's electronics and your modules. So it's there, so sad. I know, killing itself in the process. Nope. Shielded. <laughs> nope. It shielded itself plus five. You didn't oh, no. see it. The you didn't even see it. James Bond episode. You really were quickly. looking over here when it was like bam, bam, bam. <laughs> All 
All right. Uh, the overall tablet market has continued to grow as expected. Garter says a total of 195.4 million tablets were bought last year, uh, which is up from 116 million in 2012. Out of all these, Microsoft has like this giant sliver of the pie, which is kind of amusing. It's like Android looks like Pac-Man iOS looks like it's getting eaten by Pac-Man. And then, like, right up top, there's this little sliver of Microsoft. <laughs> I find that very surprising. I I played with the Surface 2. as the first Surface tablet that I've messed with. Um, it's a decent experience. I'm surprised that more Microsoft people aren't going for that versus opting for an iPad or an Android tablet. I'm also well, surprised. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, I think it's just the price, you know. It's really good hardware. I would consider getting one myself, but for the same amount of money, I, I think I'd get a, a better notebook, and I would rather just get a notebook than a Surface, just me personally. You so. know, if yeah. it's good enough for Arrow and his team, and it's good enough <laughs> for the cop on being human and his team, it's good enough for me. <laughs> so a bit of a side note, when it, at the same Best Buy run that I went on yesterday, there was a Dell computer... That was, it was like an 18, 18, this thing must have been like 20 inches. It was a huge tablet, but it was sitting on a, it was sitting on a, um, on a stand that charged it. So it was sort of like the, um, the Asus all-in-one that we looked at before, Right. how you can use it as a computer. And then you lift this sucker up and it's, you know, it's a ginormous tablet that you can walk around with. How much was it? That sliver should be bigger. Was it uh, Android or was it Microsoft? It was all it was all Windows 8. Uh, I mean this this humongous computer for uh I think 800 bucks. Wow, maybe that's what I I should replace the old uh, desktop here with. Yeah, that'd be that would be great. I would I would love to see that. You just trudging around a 20-inch tablet through the snow. <laughs> Microsoft yeah. made strides in 2013 more than doubling its tablet sales from 4 to 8. No, uh from the prior year but still only accounted for 2.1% of the overall market. A total of 4 million Windows tablets were sold in 2013, indicating that Surface efforts, as well as tablets from their hardware partners, are still struggling against Android and iOS, of course. Uh, iOS has 70 mil, Android 120 mil, Microsoft 4 mil. <laughs> That's cool. Variety is good. Yeah. I mean, pretty... you know what's not good, Matt? What's not good, Eric? I'm going to tell you what's not good. Our bandwidth? Getting called out oh. by, uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, Senior Global Online Communications Manager Jeff Gordon of HTC for leaking a phone. Wait, That's him or good. his child? It's what, I don't think it was his child. Do you um, think this was planned? Is this that video where the kid is like showing the new phone as like I got this from my dad's work or something like that? I he didn't say that, but everyone was like, oh. someone's getting fired over this, or is that something? Yeah, I, that, I don't know how that, that kid voice. got that to be honest, uh, but uh, he sure how, sure as hell made a pretty awesome video. I mean, he's not good at it, but he was able to show a lot, including the I M E I information, which unfortunately led to him being. <laughs> Caught pretty quickly, but uh, phone looks pretty nice. That's the only thing I personally got out of it. I like the look of the phone, and unfortunately for him, he's probably gonna have a lawsuit coming up really soon. I like I on Twitter, kid. On Twitter, they're like, "We have the IMEI and all other info. We'll be in touch." <laughs> it's yeah, not they going got to be name. a good week for you, my friend. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Do you think this is? So this is not planned, right? Because at first, when this first uh, came out, like, a few days ago, some people were thinking maybe it was, like, a marketing stunt, right? Like, we'll <laughs> leave it in the bar, and then this kid will pick it up. You know, that that sort of thing. If it was a marketing this guy stunt. guy probably the son of Evleeks, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, Evleeks kid. <laughs> awesome. What, Eric? I, I couldn't get through this video. His voice? Yeah. I just, that was painful. No offense to him, but Jesus Christ, don't do YouTube videos. Like, it was not good. Uh, the phone did look okay, but um, I, I don't know. This, this story just was so weird. Isn't, did, isn't Jeff Gordon a race car driver? 
That's what I thought when <laughs> I saw it. Am I thinking in the, of uh, somebody else? The doc. All right. Uh, so was this the mate? Is that what they're calling it, or did they decide to name it something else? <laughs> I think it's the M8, but if they called it the mate... I'm pretty sure it was called the mate, dude. We discussed this a couple episodes ago. Come on. The HTC, mate. Don't make me rehash old material. (laughs) No, go to the clip. And play the clip. Huh. Yep. The the only part of this story I find interesting is is the, the Twitter and the kid that's about to get spanked by HTC. By HTC's lawyers? As far as the phone, I know a lot of people like the HTC One, but I I don't find the design that compelling. Yeah, and uh, from Yats, he just got one. He got the big one. What's the the One Max or something? And oh, he the, he loves yeah, it. X? Is that is that what it is? It's the one, but I it's definitely. it's big. It's like a big one. Yeah, he's got the One Max, <laughs> and I, I personally like that the look of that phone, but it is pretty darn big. It's HTC the, One Gigante. HTC Big One. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, is that a big one in your pocket? Or you... All right. Uh, so our yeah, it's just it's this, and then what? The S five, and then maybe the S five big one, aka the Prime. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's kind of like that's that's de facto now, right? You come out with your flagship phone, and then you come out with like three different flavors of it or something. You can get your Google Play edition on, get your big one on. Get your little one on, I, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah. This or S5? I think we, t- me and Nick <laughs> talked about this last week when you were not here. I, I would get, honestly, the HTC, the all-new HTC one over the S5 myself, personally. There's nothing about the S5 that personally appeals to me. A lot of the gimmicks don't really matter to me. I don't really care about a fingerprint scanner or a heart rate measuring lens whatever the f- that thing is i'd rather just get something with boom sound uh and uh that's fine that's right i don't know if you guys know this or not but this is the android show for adults so mm. take your gimmicks elsewhere children that's right yeah i i i wouldn't get the s5 just because i'm i'm sick of samsung and i kind of want them to get knocked down a peg um what if it ran the htc either what if it ran tizen then would you get the s5 <laughs> Oh, totally. That'd be so cool. And I, I would thought, wear it with my smartwatch. I thought all the gimmickry, like, they were, they would see what would work and then in the next iteration remove everything that didn't. They just seem to keep piling and piling and piling it on. It's actually kind of like Microsoft, piling on a bunch of things that don't work and continuing to do it. And then continuing to build large empires on top of those rickety things that don't work. Yeah. Because they have to support it. And support is so hard. As all of you in the IT business can testify to. You know, the the only thing, actually, I take it back, the only thing compelling about the S5 is um, the fact that because Samsung does all this stupid proprietary crap, um, it might be one of the few phones that the Samsung Fit actually works with because that is a pretty little device. Yeah. Yeah, we were the, discussing uh, that last week. The Fit actually is probably the, the best best wearable item Samsung has so far. The the videos that I've seen concern me, like the, it, it could just be that the person that's doing the video is you know has sausage fingers and is fumbling around, but um, it didn't seem like the touch responsiveness was very good, um, but I mean the the color and it it looks so crisp. Yeah, they have that little AMOLED screen on it. Yeah, it's pretty nice. But I look, I'm I you watch the thing and the person's like jabbing his stupid finger into. You know, the button three times just to make it do anything. It's like Idiocracy, right? Where you just pretty much punch buttons all day. (laughs) Can't wait for it. Right? It's coming. You guys just wait. If Russia and the Ukraine don't, like, nuke each other to death, we will eventually get to Idiocracy. Pretty sure. I think that'll be nice. Pretty sure. And then we can have, like, our Hangouts automatically Instagram our video. Right, right, and then tweet about it virtually. (laughs) That would be pretty sweet. All right, uh, last week, I don't remember because I just do all of these shows. It was either Yats or this. We talked about the Boeing black phone, right? And they were like, 
this is like spy stuff. This thing's gonna like blow up if you try to take the screws out and they're tamper evident so you'll know. And all of this encryption and it's all secure. And that was that was cool. Uh, so here's, are you guys familiar with Silent Circle? They do an app, uh, silent phone, silent text, that type yeah. of thing where if you send, it's mm-hmm. like end-to-end encryption. If you send it to another user... Uh, except that it's all pay for, unlike TechSecure, which is the one you should be using, uh, that's free. But anyway, so this is a venture with them, with uh, the Silent Circle people uh, and phone manufacturer Geek's phone. They make Android phones. Uh, that is basically like 630 bucks. You can pre-order this thing, and it's unlocked, and it runs this customized version of Android called Private OS that they made that uh, they say makes data privacy controls easily accessible and understandable to a mainstream consumer. Uh, It doesn't ship with any of the crapware that mobile carriers install on phones, and it provides apps for encrypting your calls, texts, video chats, and file transfers. So basically, I mean, from a, a consumer user point of view, like, you can... I've tried to get all of my friends that use Android to use TechSecure, and... Some of them will use it, and some of them will will use it for a bit and then stop using it because they just don't want to type in their password. And it's like, well, you don't have to, but they just don't want to mess with it. So I, I get like how hard it is to get people to use that kind of stuff. That's pretty much what they've done here, right? Except that it's it's the phone. You don't have to mess with installing all of these apps like Red Phone and Tech Secure and everything. Uh, you just it's on the phone. Except did you say that it was? That the Silent Circle people were involved, or were you just making yes. a comparison? No, no, that's who's doing this. With Silent yes. Circle's doing the software side, and then Geek's phone is doing the manufacturing side. So here's here's what I question, mm-hmm. and I brought this up. Uh, I don't remember if you guys, you know, when Silent Circle launched, um, you know, we were chatting about it on a new domain, and uh, I started looking into it. It's like there's a lot of former military guys on their board. They're located in D.C. This was the um, one with the Navy SEAL guy. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we ever come to the conclusion? Maybe I don't trust this phone. Did we ever come that? to the conclusion of whether or not their encryption was implemented properly? Because they're uh, talking about ECC, right, elliptic curve encryption. But we know that NSA back or was it, it was RSA backdoored one of the algorithms for generating these curves. And if it's using that one, then it's no good. So I don't know, and I don't know enough about this. I haven't looked into this to see if that's the one they're using. I would hope not, but who knows? They're using the P384 and AES-256, so I I don't know. I would hope not either. I I know I emailed their press people, and I didn't hear anything back. Um, Did you guys backdoor this thing? Because we're curious. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just out of curiosity. That's why, I don't know, for some reason, and maybe it's just me, but I would trust... Moxie Marlin Spike over an ex Navy SEAL and his team to do encryption right and implement it right and not use backdoored stuff like any day of the week. And maybe that's just me. Maybe some people would trust the government more uh, or ex government, however you want to say that. I think that what it comes down to is that if you're if you're really security conscious, um, it wouldn't be do I trust the government? Do I trust Moxie Marlin Spike? It's, well, yeah. I don't. I trust myself. I trust no one. Um, Tno. Because, I mean, that's not. I know Moxie Marlin Spike's like not his real name. I don't know too much about his background, but who's to say? Who's to say that that that, that guy's trust? But Whisper He's Systems is tight. No, no, because it's all open source. So people have looked at it and they have said, yes, this this shit is legit. That's the difference, right? Yeah, no, I could. Yeah, I see that. But the just the motives of the individuals, uh, the fact that it is that things are open source though is good, and that's why, if you really want to be safe, you kind of have to learn this stuff for yourself, and then. You but know, not everyone's the, gonna understand understand no, like public not. key crypto or anything, let alone enough to go comb through the code. That's why we have no, vetted people that we can rely on their opinions to vet the code and look at it, like. Uh, Moxie yeah. and Steve Gibson from Security Now is one, and I mean, there's a bunch of people that like we trust them, and you know, sure, they've. You just have to be you have to be knowledgeable enough to to be able to interpret what they're saying, and and so that way the the bullshit meter goes off. You have to know enough you know to I mean? fake it till you either figure it out for yourself or just give up and quit. 
<laughs> yeah. But the less, I mean, my opinion on this though would be, if you're really worried about security, I wouldn't, I still wouldn't get this phone. Like, this, I, it, this seems like way too much of a honeypot. It does kind of, right? It, it is kind of. I, 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 yeah, yeah. It's like when that whole thing when WhatsApp got bought by Facebook and a bunch of people were looking for another messaging app and they found this one called like Telegram or something and Telegram toted itself as being like secure and this and that and it was like complete BS but you know WhatsApp wasn't a secure tech, uh, messaging either so it, I don't know if, if it matters or not but they said that they were like this secure system and they they like wrote their own weird crypto thing that just totally doesn't work and uh yeah but well i think that's the lesson is that that telegram thing is a perfect example of yeah um you know having these vetted people that you can rely on but also being able to understand what they're saying and the whole telegram thing yeah i mean it they basically they rolled their own crypto and lost failed and it's not it's not very <laughs> secure yeah but do you coming from WhatsApp like is that something you're looking for? I mean, if if you're actually looking for secure messaging, you're using either Text Secure or Threema is the other one I've heard that has been vetted and is legit. Mm-hmm. Or CryptoCat. <laughs> so, all right, I just wanted to mention I thought it was kind of interesting that we're kind of seeing a trend towards this, maybe capitalizing on some of that fear that the NSA is watching each and every move you make. And so I'm going to spend $640 or whatever on this phone. And then they're still watching every move you make, you know, like it's, it's that sort of thing. They're going to ride this bubble until everyone figures out that it's kind of BS. Yeah. I, I think you're right there. It, this whole thing um, with like this black phone and then wasn't there another one called Black phone too. Yeah, Boeing made one. That that's the one we talked about on. I think it was Yats uh, last week or the week yeah. before, and that was the one that like if you try to tamper with the screws, it'll let you know, and if if you do the password wrong, it'll like destruct the disk and all this like spy stuff, you know, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah, it's it, you know it is it is just capitalizing on. Yeah, you know, I think there are a lot of people that out there that just don't care, but. Um, you know, the past couple of years have probably made some people paranoid or um, at least pissed off enough to, to where they might be interested in something like this. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it says it's like they're, they're, they take all of these apps and make it like it's the phone. Like it's – that's what you use. There is no other choice, right? So you have to use this the secure messaging and you have to use the secure phone app and if – somebody else that you're interacting with happens to also use it, then your your two ways encrypted. But Yeah. And I mean again, who knows? Who knows how well it is if it's even open source. I haven't dug into it enough, but I'm sure we'll be seeing lots and lots more of these. More black phones. Yeah. And that's like what you were saying. The first comment here is obviously as well there's the potential of a backfire through owning the product. You might see uh you might be seen as someone with something to hide. So yeah. There's always that. Uh um, how special. Let's see. So uh yeah, talking about privacy and stuff, uh Android Police uh had an article on an app called Via Protect. I thought this was kind of interesting. Um and and of course they say and, and people should know this that they say no one app is going to make Android immediately safe from any and all threats, but you can use certain ones to make it easier. Uh, Via Protect might be one of those apps. It gives you a basic idea where the apps installed on your phone or tablet are sending your information. It doesn't go into specifics, but it will at least show you how much of your traffic is encrypted and some other security-related info. It's kind of, I don't know, if it works well and it doesn't bog the phone down, this this might be cool to have, just to see, like, what's sending what where on your device. Uh, it offers yeah. a look at what company servers your data is heading to and where they reside in the world. Uh, there isn't much else to the app right now, but since it's just a public preview, that's the point. So uh, you can check it out, the public preview. Uh, we'll put a link to it in the show notes. It's by a group called Via Forensics, and the app is called Via Protect. And uh, yeah. I like the idea 
Yeah, it, almost like a firewall for your phone, uh, in essence, but kind of telling you what what packets are going where. I like too. There, you know, they have a risk report, so it's it's listing all these things like is debugging enabled? Um, have you turned on the uh, you know to where it validates apps uh, that don't come from the app store? Are you rooted? And it sort of like calculates all these things and gives you a very simple like high, medium, low as to your risk. Um, like I, I think that's kind of I think that's kind of cool, to where you can just have somebody. They could they could look at this and have very simple, you know, definitions of what is making them insecure. Yeah. Wow. And you said it's free because it's a preview. Yeah. Totally. Oh, okay. Cool. Free public preview. All right. Uh, let's see. Article on Android Spin. Did you guys see the Nokia X already rooted and now running the Google Now launcher and Play Store and Google Apps? <laughs> that didn't take long. <laughs> That's great. You know, ironically, that's a target phone for the whole KitKat experience, like a stock Android KitKat experience. So it'd be interesting to see how, how far, uh, you know, people can take this. I'm just wondering how they did it so quickly. Yeah, it looks like, like they did it there at the uh, at Mobile World Congress. So, like, they were ready to go. It just happened to yeah. pop from some random Windows XP exploit. <laughs> and they're yeah. like, oh, look. Yes, if I type format C, <laughs> it installs Android. Sweet. Hmm. Or the Play. It already had I mean, Android, this... right? This wasn't the Windows phone. This was their Android phone that just was way like, it was like Amazon, right? There was no hmm. no App Store, nothing. But it was Android, kind of. Okay, that so that, that makes sense. I, I was trying to think this through. You know, I'm thinking, like, you have to port it to a new device, and you have to make sure... Oh, yeah, no, 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 work. no. This was their, their crappy just... Android phone that had, like, half a gig of RAM or something. It yeah. was ridiculous I mean, specs. The, yeah, I mean, the whole thing with these Nokia X phones, and there's three of them, is like, hey, you know, this is, you know, AOSP, and, uh, you know, the Gmail services are not, not installed. Well, it's like, you know, we've got APKs. We, we can solve that real quick, so... Someone was loaded for bear, and uh, they were ready to load all that shit up as soon as they had access to that phone. That's what it looks like, to be honest. That that kills me. But how do you so go they... about rooting it? Because th- nobody else had the phone to like yeah, be like like somebody rooted that thing, like got in it and rooted it. That, that's really cool and quickly, right? Usually that stuff takes a minute. Yeah. Well, it's running. It's running KitKat. Um, what version of KitKat? So I mean, maybe you know, maybe a known exploit, and then they just did Bluetooth tether and dropped a few files on the phone and went. Like it. Yeah. I mean, they. <laughs> this person must have been really motivated to, you know, probably come back and say, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show these guys at Microsoft." Maybe used to work there. All right, Steve, is that you? <laughs> Steve Ballmer's ghost. Rooting yep. Nokia phones, <laughs> floating around he's just, he's like just Ooh. <laughs> like Marley's ghost. Developers, 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 and he's just tapping phones. So good. That, that is so out. good. I want to see someone animate that, like him, just like his ghost wandering the halls and like bugging people that are trying to go to work. <laughs> are you using a Nokia? Ugh. <laughs> uh. Nick, pick something to talk about since your bandwidth is crappy. Okay, eeny, meeny, money. Oh, Nexus 7 docs appear. Uh, I actually saw saw videos of that uh, a few days ago. They actually look pretty nice. There's a, a bigger one and a smaller one. <laughs> no, it's not terribly informative, but uh, they're wireless charging, and uh, one of them you can actually tip on its side and view the uh, the Nexus on, on its side in widescreen mode. So that that's pretty sweet. So and it's they're by Asus. So one of them one of them is wireless and that's the uh that's the giant cheese wedge one, right? And then yeah. the other one is um like a dock. A dock. I kinda like the way the dock looks. Like the yeah. the wireless charging wedge just does I don't know, it kinda looks ugly to me. Uh, it, I mean not when the tablet's on. When the tablet's on it you don't care, but otherwise it looks like a giant like like a speaker of yeah, it it does. It, yeah, it looks like a like a right triangle speaker. 
Where's um, the other one? Yeah. <laughs> I what I was kind of hoping for though, like when it as a wireless charging stand, I would love it if it could like um, like wirelessly connect to a TV. Um, the the regular docking station has HDMI out, and this and this uh, wireless one I think is just charging. Yeah, you'd have to use like Miracast uh, for the TV that hopefully supports it. <laughs> yeah, um, I think they look nice. the The only problem is that these things are way too expensive. Like it seems like every one of these accessories is is like fifty dollars more than it should be. Isn't that typical though? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, way too like, late and too expensive when it arrives. I'm yeah. pretty sure okay. I've paid $50 more than I should have for all of my devices and all of well, their accessories. It, it's It's been ever since the Galaxy Nexus. It's these yeah. um, late-coming, twice-as-expensive-as-they-should-be accessories. And I'm sorry, only Apple can do that. Like, only Apple has the has the people out there that will just say, okay. I, I never did in the life of my GNX. I never got a legit car dock that used the pogo pins. I never did. They never came out with one. It was something I always looked for. And to this yeah. day. And to this day, I have it tucked aside, waiting for the day when they come out with it. I will kick the Moto X back to the curb, bring that <laughs> GNX love back. Say, like, come here, baby. You know, ironically, you can pick up a Nokia wireless charger for like 25 bucks on Amazon, so... <laughs> Oh, and going yeah, back to the the Nokia X thing, there is a guide on XDA that like tells you how to do it and takes you through it with pictures. And they say it like yeah. has a locked bootloader of sorts, uh, but once that's done, you're you're good to go. So I just wanted to mention that, and we'll oh, we'll lovely. link we'll link to the XDA post also in the show notes in the show notes at attackoftheandroids.com. Uh, let's see. Ooh, yeah. Gonna maybe get rid of their hardware and just put their software on other hardware. Well, they're not gonna get rid of their hardware, but they're. I think they're. What they're probably aiming at is uh, Flappy like Bird, sort of what Roku's doing. Oh, <laughs> yes. Sorry, Flappy I saw Bird. that Flappy Bird ad. <laughs> like, why are well, you? What you're gonna do? Okay. Is you're gonna sit in front of your computer monitor that's loaded with Ouya, and you're gonna go like this, <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then the bird's going to go up. And then you're just going to pause, and the bird will drop. That totally reminded We went snowboarding on Sunday, and there was just a ton of snow, right? Like fresh snow, like a foot. And it was closed on Saturday because it was so cold. They closed the chair. So we went cliff jumping. And you doing the flappy bird thing, my buddy went a little bigger than he had expected to. And he kind of like did that out of reaction, like trying to slow his descent. It was so funny. I did like. Has that the... ever worked for him? No, he just. Like, what is it? <laughs> it's just reaction. I don't know. I always do the like window rolling down. Like, ooh, it's hot in here. I gotta roll my windows down, <laughs> trying to get your balance. But yeah, he like did the Flappy Bird. Thing. It was so funny. The Flappy Bird. Yeah, we, I gotta start bringing our GoPro with us. It's such a pain to ride with it, but like, it would be so worth it. Anyway. Sorry. You know the wow. Ouya. Originally, they had they had talked about coming out with a new Ouya every year, and you know, obviously, it, it's been a year, and there's no second gen Ouya. You know, realistically, they're only coming out with slightly modified Ouyas. Hey, it's got twice as much, uh, you know, storage, 16 gigs instead of 8 gigs, but roughly, it's it's the same. So, do you think they well, realized think that making hardware was ridiculously expensive? <laughs> yeah. Well, you'd think by now they'd be on, like, a Tegra 4 or Ouya, but they probably have a fair bit of, like, stock or inventory lying around that maybe hasn't been picked up yet, I guess, you know, but I don't think it would be too hard for them to put out an Ouya, too, but, you know, consoles generally have a longer life than a year or two, so. So in... well, I think that they're looking at something slightly longer than a year from their anniversary date. Yeah. Um, the they may not have meant that when they announced it that we're going to do yeah. it every year, but the reality is, is the marketing spin on this is probably going to be. We said every year we we released our first one in 2013, so therefore yeah. the next one will be sometime in 2014, maybe holiday. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, they did. They weren't really they weren't really uh, successful, like very successful in selling all these yeah. hardware boxes. So, yeah, it. it I think it makes sense to say, 
can I can I put this in a TV, say that it is Ouya enabled, it's gaming enabled, and sell it? It's a gimmick, but it might it could work. Just as an extra perk on whatever particular TV you're looking into buying, like oh, and it also comes with the Ouya gaming system built into it. That that's kind of cool. Yeah. I I don't know. Not a major just, selling and, point, right? But something cool. Yeah. Somebody would be like, Dad, yeah, I want to, that. It's something to help them make a little bit more money if if they can sell them. Um, and the fact that you can pair, like, the 360 controller to it, like, or not the 360, the um, PlayStation controllers to it, like, there's, there's possibilities um, where you could sell a TV and then you don't even have to buy a controller from Ouya. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't I haven't messed with mine, but I was reading online today that um, I've messed messed with mine in a long time. But I've been reading online today that um, people are saying that they've done a lot of upgrades to the UI into their uh, game catalog. So it might be worth at least taking you know dusting it off, Nick, taking yeah. a look at it. Yeah, I still have high hopes for the platform. I just uh, thought there'd be more more games. I mean. I mean, I looked at it about a month ago. The last time I, I, I looked around, and there an update come through since the last time I looked at it. There are more games, but I'm just not sure they've got a lot more games. But you know, to be fair, they probably have more console more console games come out in their first year than your typical console does. So, all of their Android ports, but still, that that's pretty that's pretty decent, you know. I just don't. I still I still think that Ouya is the place for the couch console game experience. Yeah. Um I don't I don't like 99% of the crap that comes out on mobile. Like there are very yeah. few things. I'm I'm not going to like it just because it's on my TV. Yeah. Like what it really needs to take are when I'm when I am a developer and I'm making a game for for Windows or for, you know, whatever that if it can be handled like if it's one of these, you know, hip indie retro 8-bit you know, games that I make it work on Ouya. That's yeah. that is what is going to sell that system. Yeah, theoretically, you know, Ouya, if they just have a, a slimmer catalog of higher quality games, like the average is higher than say, you know, like Apple with iOS and you know Google with Android. You know, we have like a million apps, but I mean, how many of them are really that good? How many are good games you'd be willing to sit on the couch and play? It's probably a very small amount, but if Ouya can entice enough of those developers to bring those games to their platform, I think I think it'll do well. It's just maybe I'm too impatient. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. That's what they get. Maybe they need to bribe people. That's money. <laughs> Did you guys see uh, before we do app picks? I thought it was kind of interesting. The article on uh, Android Authority about Paranoid Android redoing the build, starting with the KitKat base 4.0, uh, getting rid of the Halo multitasking. But this looks pretty cool. Yeah. More googly. They say they want to be more like AOSP. Um, I I think it looks nice. The uh, the little video there showing off Pi controls, which they had before, um, but unless I'm, I don't know, unless I'm getting confused, I don't remember it looking this. Clean. Yeah, it's a new it's a new little tool. They call it Hover, and uh, it it looks similar at least. But I, I don't know. I think it looks cooler than the old. Uh, what was it Pi? Yeah, Pi CM had the Pi called. control. I never used it. It was kind of, I don't know. I, I didn't really. Gimmicking to me. At yeah, least, so. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I don't know. Like, I thought Paranoid Android was good, but maybe they were, maybe they just saw themselves going down a, a path that um, wasn't going to be sustainable. And then if you look at, look at the success of CyanogenMod, you know, the fact they got money, um, you know, they got funding, uh, and they are a legit company. Maybe that's where Paranoid Android's trying to go. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Is there room for another one like that? You think? Oh yeah. If I mean, you have Lenovo trying to buy Motorola. I mean, assuming it gets approved or whatever. But um, maybe they don't want to make their own version of of Android. Maybe they they look and say, you know what? Who's who in the community is good? Let's just pay them. You know, similar to what Oppo did with the Oppo and won the nicest phone ever. Right there. Besides the Moto X. But yeah. <laughs> I really don't care. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. a, so, a, Paranoid else? Android. 
Yeah, that's cool. Anything else in the rundown before we do some app picks? You, did you have anything? We talked about the the fit, uh, the Samsung Gear Fit uh, last week, but did you have anything you wanted to add to that, Eric? No, I, I think we covered it. Okay. Uh, the Cliff's notes on that is just, it's pretty. It'll probably be locked down to Samsung, and, you know, it, it may not, you know, function very well based on the videos. And then uh, um, Google doubles the playbook upload size to 100 megs if you're uploading EPUBs or PDFs or whatever. That's kind of cool, having a little extra. That's what I was going to bring up for you. Now, yeah. Since you, I know you use Google Play Books. Yeah. Um, that, was the main reason why I, that was the main reason why I stopped using it. Um, was because I had all these ebooks and I couldn't upload them. What was the limit before? It was fifty, but if you get a lot of these um, graphic especially novels, especially a lot of these computer books, uh huh, and graphic novels, or, yeah, things you know, things like that, they get bigger than fifty megabytes. So it's good stuff. Good update, Google. Pat on the head. Yeah, I'm actually. I can just get rid of the other. Uh, Aldico or whatever, and the other one. Mm, yeah. Because now this will do it. There you go. Pretty handy. All right, let's do some app picks and wrap this thing up. Uh, Nick, give us an app pick. Okay, here's an app pick that I picked up about two weeks ago, and I've been uh, using it when needed. It's called Call Filter. It's by a company called telemarks.co.jp. Anyways, it's a free program you can download, and basically it allows you to block calls at least i've not been able to find in stock android the ability to like block like telemarketers and people like that that keep calling me and uh it's gotten on my nerves so you have to do it on like a per number basis and it's kind of a pain because then you have to add their number to your contacts list and then in there the settings you can say send a voicemail or block or whatever yeah this you can apparently do that without adding to your contacts but you do it you do you still do it by by uh number but uh, it's it used to be a, pay, a paid for version, but after about a year ago, up until about a year ago, they basically canceled that, and it's now just a freemium product. And there are some ads apparently, although I can't recall seeing any. But anyways, it's a uh, it's a good call blocker, and uh, it's been a boon for me because I used to get calls sometimes late at night, and uh, often from the same numbers. And I've been using it, but it will block phone calls or SMS messages from uh, specific numbers. And uh, you can either, when someone calls you or, or texts you, you can block them, or you can just punch it in and, and block that. You can also just silence these uh, when they come in, so you may still get, get the call, but you can silence it or the text. Um, let's see, oh, if you uh, are using Hangouts as your SMS client, you uh, this does not work with that. So you have to use like a standalone SMS app for this part to work, because it, does, it doesn't have Hangouts integration. And uh, you can also use this to delete those unwanted numbers. So let's say you get a telemarker that keeps calling you, and now it's being blocked by the program. You can have it no longer even show up. So that's something uh, that I like. So it's called Call Filter, two words, and it's a free app to pick on the Google Play Store. Very handy. Uh, Eric, give us an app pick. Okay. Um, I didn't see this one. Uh, I don't think we've done it before, but it's called Google Opinion Rewards. Have you guys heard about this app? Negative. Ooh. No. Well, you will be happy. Um, what it is, uh, you know, Google is an advertising company, and one of the things advertisers want to do is survey you. Um, so what this does is it's a little, very simple app, as you can probably see. It says no surveys at this time, um, but what it will do is when you first launch it, um, you will get uh, you'll get you know one quick survey, and I think they give you like 25 cents or something. Um, but then, as time goes on, you just leave it running on your phone, and every once in a while, you'll see a little notification that says we have a survey for you. Um, and you might answer one question, and then they determine oh you're not the kind of person we want, and they just give you 25 cents, or you keep going and you get like a dollar or two dollars. So you you just rack up all this Play Store credit, um, and it's is it's it on your just, do, questions. does it put it on your Google Wallet account or? Uh, I think it's just Play Store credit. Oh, uh, so it's not cash money. So they're basically just giving wow. you free access to their free store. That's it. That's cool. yeah. But I mean, like I've I've run it. I've I've had it on my phone for 
I don't know, maybe like two weeks, three weeks, and I have like three dollars fifty cents almost. I guess so, that's not bad I mean, that's if you're apps. if you're buying like ninety nine cent apps. Yeah, totally. Yeah, um, and it's it's for it. There's nothing. I haven't come across anything that's like really uh, personal. It's stuff like, do you put mustard on your sandwich? Like stupid crap like that. Really? So, yeah, I <laughs> mean, it, awesome. it wasn't that, but you know what I mean. It's stuff that that is so insignificant. I know why Google is doing it, because they're adver- they're an advertising company and they want information, etc. Um, but I, whatever, it's a way for me to get free Play Store credit. So if you don't care, install it. It's free money. Kind of. You're trading information info. for money, kind of. Yeah. It's easy money. How's that? You could always just lie, I guess. I don't know. You could be that guy and totally skew the survey. <laughs> yeah, you could try to play the system. I like how your app pick is a, I'm like, so work from home and make money. Well, not money, but, you know. If you could eat apps, <laughs> you could almost. I'm going to pay my, my rent. My, my app pick today is Pyramid Scheme. That's right. I pay rent with my Play Store credit. I live at Google. All right, my app, you might want to install like a <laughs> like a security monitor or something before you install this. I really I'm this is just total cop out, but it looked funny. It was called Ninja Cats. I went to try to play it on my tablet and it was just lagging. There were like ads everywhere and 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 whatnot, so maybe it's my app unpick like because it was a recommend recommended app, so so install Lookout. So install Lookout. Install this. Get bit by that program that encrypts all your stuff, and then you have to pay the money. BitLocker. Check your bill at the end of the month. Crypto Locker or something. It. It's Crypto Locker for Android. You've been Crypto Lockered, and we are using premium text messaging. And we found a bunch of porn on your phone that we're sending to everyone in your contact list. So there's oh, that, that's a fun one. So yeah, Ninja Cats. I I don't know if it looks kind of stupid. I don't even know why I picked this. Actually, I'm sorry. I'm I'm installing it right now. Don't don't <sighs> Thanks, install man. Ninja Hero Cats. It's cats and it's ninjas. I had to install it. I don't know. Why. You can't uninstall it unless you pay a fee. Only two hundred fifty dollars. That's crap. All right. Well, <laughs> that's how it goes sometimes. Hmm. But, I mean, they're ninja hero cats in their brave battle against fish monsters from another dimension. I mean, come on. Okay, if this is so bad, if this is as bad as you're saying, how does it have four stars? That's what I'm saying. That's why I installed I don't know. Maybe it was lagging because it was trying to load, like, eight different ads. I I don't know. Did it it automatically have you rate it at four stars? Five stars. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, it says I rated it, and I never rated it. That's interesting. That's lovely. I like one of the one of the five star comments. He's like, "Cat Ninja sounds a little crazy at first, but the game is great. I love how you can upgrade your ninja cats, but I wish you could have more than a few cats because I'm like a crazy cat woman." Are you uh, kidding me? I wish you, you know, could. I'm this game needs is more cats. I know. I more wish you could have game. more than a few cats. You could have a horde of cats to swarm <laughs> the enemy. That would be even better. I think they put as many cats on the screen as they could without getting that, like, glitch problem. You know, like the old Nintendo had when too many fireballs were on the screen, it would lag. Anyway, (laughs) Ninja Hero Cats, play it at your own risk. I'm sure it's a great game. It's by Handy Games. Let's see what else Handy Games has made. (laughs) We'll see how how great this is. Let's go down the rabbit hole. Clouds and Sheep. Aces of the Luftwaffe. (laughs) 1941 Frozen Front, Townsmen, Guns and Glory, World War II, uh, Save the Puppies, Ooh, Rocket Island. <laughs> wow. Oh, goodness. What a bunch of... From the same studio that brought you Tattoo Tycoon Free. An and Epic Battle Vikings. Dude and, yeah, Farm Invasion. Comes Ninja Hero Cats. Townsmen 6. <laughs> Shark Where's or Die. Uh, pulled for malware? No, I don't know. Wait, right. Apocalypse? I re- we somebody picked this as their app pick a long time. It's ago. probably Shane. Sounds like something I Shane think it was would Joey. Pick. Oh yeah, that might have been Joey. Pick. That was 
definitely a Joey pick. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Yep. Eric, Nick, I hope we can all get new computers so that the show can continue. And I hope this video is somewhat watchable. But if not, remember, it's a podcast. The video is just extra. Uh, what's our email address, Eric? Well, Matt, if you'd like to complain about our video or applaud our audio, just email us at show at attackoftheandroids.com. If you have any complaints about the adult language, email nick at gmail.com. No, don't do that. I don't know whose address. <laughs> email like. your mother. Probably, yeah, email your mother your mom, at mybutt.com. <laughs> awesome. Attackoftheandroids.com. That's our site. Hang out with us throughout the week on the Google Plus community. Uh, subscribe in iTunes, write us a review, and give us a rating. If you do that, we're also on Stitcher, and there's a podcast RSS uh, you can find on the site. So uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow for Yats, Thursday for Point and Shoot, and that's it. Peace out. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the Androids.com.